Hi, my name is Jason Adriani, and welcome to the Blade in Chats, your skating chat based. In this podcast, we are talking with bladers and bladies from all over the world, united by a single passion, blading. Episode 57, Fabio Enes. What's up, Girmao? How's it going? Fine, what about you, man? Doing good. I mean, trying to be like calm with everything that is happening in the world. I mean, True. you know, I think you know more than us. Because Italy was like a good, uh, I mean, uh, a bad experience, I guess, for everyone over there. Yeah, yeah, kind of like we were, uh, as you just said, like uh, heated like heavily about this uh, epidemic thing. And uh, but right now, like luckily, things are like going slowly better. Like even like work wise, for example, I'm like uh, working as like you as a. Uh, freelance, uh, I'm a, like a videographer. Right now, the clients are like slowly, you know, back into the to the schedule. So like, I got like I'm receiving like uh, calls from the clients about like video project and all that. So yeah. But what about in Brazil? What is going on in Brazil? I mean, here, I mean, everything is, I mean, just shut down. Um, I mean, people are not working. I mean, they're trying to. I mean produce some stuff. I mean, I, I, I'm talking about uh, the video industry and the photography and people are just, I mean, they're scary, you know what I mean? Because we have a lot of information, but at the end, we don't know what's happening at all. You know what I mean? True, I mean, true. I think in maybe next month or in two months, people is going to start, I mean, trying to produce some stuff, but with less people. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you go to, I mean, do some jobs, you're going to have a maximum 10 to 15 or more like than. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, like we were lucky, like I wouldn't say lucky because lucky is not the, the right word, but like as we were like the very first one after the China as a state being like hit by this uh, epidemic thing, Right now, we are, like, a little bit forward, like, compared to the other states because, like, um, yeah, it happened to us, like, in early March. And um, and so right now, we are, like, slowly going back to the normal schedule. But just like as you were saying, all the production that I've been calling to and all that, they were like, yeah, we're going to shoot this video in the studio, but we are going to be, by law, at, like, maximum eight people inside of the studio. Mm -hmm. Like, there, there shouldn't be... There should there shouldn't be like uh, more than eight people inside of a studio. Yeah, I mean, I think it's gonna be like this. Um, I'm guessing like uh, one to two years. Yeah. Because the virus, I mean, if you think about it, it's just like it goes people. It goes like one to another, and when it goes to one people, it mutates. You know what I mean? It gets yeah. Like stronger, and we don't know exactly what's going on. I mean. We don't know how it's gonna be. I mean, here in Brazil, there's some people that are taking care. I mean, I'm going to, I mean, going to the supermarket to buy stuff like once uh, in two weeks. I mean, 
I'm going twice a month just to buy stuff and mm -hmm. stay at home. But there's a lot of people that, I mean, they don't care. Like, you oh, know really? what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm seeing uh, my mom, she lives in a, it's kind of a poor neighborhood. And she said me last, uh, this weekend that passed, people were doing barbecue. <laughs> no way, really? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know if they have like the, inform the right information, but I think they believe that, I don't know, they believe nothing's gonna happen to them. Caralho. Caralho. Loucura. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like the worst thing to do in this situation, man. Like, yeah, I mean. And you have, I mean, the people, I mean, we have uh, such a government that are going really bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there there was friend. like a, another question that I wanted to ask you because uh, like, I heard like but only in the news, like stuff about like the government, how like the, the president is like selling in a way the, the, the rainforest and all that. Like what is going on with, with this, with that government in Brazil? I mean, the government, uh, the government base, basically it's, uh, I mean, I don't know how can I say properly, but the president, I mean, my, my point of view of this guy, he doesn't care about, I mean, the population. He cares about himself and is more about like the military kind of mindset, you know what I mean? Of manipulating people. They don't want to, you to grow. They mm -hmm. want to manipulate you. I mean, it's the system. If you think about, I mean, the whole world, we are living in this kind of system. Yeah, true, that, true. I mean, there's the, I mean, it's the base of everything. I mean, if it just, if it doesn't change the way that we think about community, it's never gonna change. No, definitely. And like, I do yeah. believe. Yeah, we are living kind of stuff. I mean, with this pandemic stuff, where I start thinking about more community and how we are affecting others. And I think this is the way of thinking in this kind of situation. True, and true. That we are living right now doesn't care about anything. Man, that's, that's yeah, crazy. I mean, and it, it's, it's crazy because like, um, I do believe that like this situation, this like this pandemic situation, it's not gonna help at all the government and the trust like between states, right? No, no. I mean, I think the Brazilian population now are clear, clear like their minds about the government because they really trust in this guy. I mean, a lot of people. But this guy, for me, in my opinion, is not the, is not the guy. Is is the people who really believes and think the same way of this guy. True, true. And this is the problem because there's a <laughs> lot of people that think in the same way. <laughs> yeah, just like the in the in the United States, the people that support Donald Trump, but yeah. it doesn't. I mean, like, I don't get it. I don't know how is it possible that like there are people. Um, like also at the ages ours, you know, like like twenty, thirty years old, something like that, that really believes in people like uh, um, Donald Trump or here in Italy, we do have this party like where this guy is called Matteo Salvini, 
which is like pure crap. I mean, like super right wing party. I mean, I don't get it. I don't know how is it possible that those people is supporting those <laughs> politicians. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't know. I think everyone is is in your. I mean. In your way of thinking, but I really don't know how the population is gonna be after this everything. Mm. I mean, that we are living right now, because I think it's a, it's a good um, it's a good time to start thinking about ourselves as a person and how we deal with everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah, because. Uh, I think I mean if you think about good or bad, I mean it changes everything. You know what yeah. I mean? Then you think that one thing is a good stuff, and the next day it could be a bad stuff. Yeah, I mean we have to understand how things are going and and look for everything, and not just not not just for ourselves. Then look for like the community. If you do a good stuff for some people, you're gonna have a good stuff back true the yeah, way that i mean it's energy i mean if you think about energy i mean is you i mean i think i really believe in in this kind of energy stuff and if you like vibrate something good you're gonna bring something good to you definitely and, it's like the karma thing right yeah it's how it is <laughs> <laughs> no definitely i do believe it's the same way like If you do good, you have good back. If you do like bad stuff, you're gonna get back only bad stuff. You know, it's like a, yeah. it's like a circle. It's like you of give course. and you and you receive. So like whatever you give, good or bad, you receive it good or bad. So it's up to it's the choice of the people. <laughs> exactly. I think, I think it's a good moment to start thinking about this. You know what I mean? Mm. Because at home, we can. I mean, you can help people. Doing, I mean, if you leave your with someone, I mean, there's time. I mean, there's days that we are more sad or more anxious about stuff. I mean, my mom, she's a she works in a health. Uh, she's a doctor, and every day, I mean, I'm now 68, and every day I I think about her because she's there. At the hospital. And in the same time, she's going to the hospital to work, I mean, to help people. And she goes back and it's, I mean, people are having barbecue next to her place. No, this is like the worst thing to do. Definitely yeah. the worst thing. I don't know how it's going to be, but things in Brazil, I mean, people, I think now we are changing our minds about this because it's getting really bad. Mm -hmm. And we have to look for that, you know what I mean? Yeah, a lot definitely. of people dying, and we don't have more like uh, the hospitals are not capable to get people. I mean, there's no place anymore. No, no, true, true. It's yeah. like, um, it, it's, it's a tricky situation and yeah, like it's really, I mean, and the crazy thing, it's like you are able to see that you're like infected after like, 14 days, not like the next day. So like you can go around, you can spread it and... Yeah, you, like, and yeah. It, uh, the, you cannot do the test. Exactly. I mean, they are charging uh, 400, uh, 400 reais for the test here. Damn. I mean, it's a lot. 
it's a lot of money, right, for the living in Brazil. Yeah, I mean, it's like uh, 80 uh, euros. <laughs> What? Yeah. So it's, it's like the same, because here in Italy, you can, you can do the test, and you pay 70, yeah, between 70 to 90 euro. Yeah. So, so it's like the same thing. But like, I, I suppose that like the, the, the living cost in Brazil is less expensive than, than here in Italy, isn't it? It depends. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Makes sense. <laughs> But here in Sao Paulo is really expensive. I mean, Sao Paulo is, I lived in New York and then I lived in London as well. And Sao Paulo, I mean, is, is kind of the same. I mean, if, oh, you are, really? if you are living in a good neighborhood and you have like a place and it's expensive. I mean, mm. I mean, you pay, I don't know, for a place like to Hmm, 800 euros, a thousand euros, so yeah. Wow, so it's like here, almost yeah. the same. I mean, it's almost the same, and the food are getting expensive. I mean, some, I mean, Brazil is getting, it's growing. I mean, the economic, economically mm -hmm. speaking, and I think it is, I mean, we produce a lot of stuff, but we not getting the good stuff here. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah I get it, I get it. Ever, everything is expensive. I mean, they export. They export it. Uh, yeah. And like talking about like uh, New York and London, like you're right now a like freelance photographer, right? You told me. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, so, and so right now, just like you answered earlier, like uh, um, you're not able to work because of this pandemic thing. But how did you get like, how did you get like into the photography world? Like, did you get through skating or? Yeah, I started, uh, I think uh, everyone that skates starts like filming and taking photos <laughs> because of skates. And I started like, uh, I had my first camera, I was 14. And I started learning like uh, uh, videos on YouTube and started learning about cameras and lighting. And when I was like 18, I was... Uh, I did my first uh, photo assistant that I started working with the industry and I stopped it like for a while because I went to London to mm -hmm. study English. Okay. I was in London for a year and a half and there I didn't work as a photographer or anything in the industry. I was working uh, as a bartender. <laughs> no way, really? <laughs> Yeah, I was working in Soho. It was, it was a fun experience. I mean, I had a good time in London. Oh, I mean, London is crazy. If you're thinking about it, it's like, it's a crazy city. It's really, in the winter time for me, it was really sad. Yeah, I you bet. Know? I bet. Yeah. <laughs> With the type And, of weather. Yeah, oh my God, I couldn't support that. <laughs> That's why I left. I was like, no. <laughs> That's too much. <laughs> <laughs> and after that, I came back to Brazil. I stayed like a year and a half in Brazil working as an assistant mm -hmm. for a photographer. There used to be a roller skate as well, Rodrigo Bueno. Oh, really? Damn, that's cool. Yeah, we met like years, years ago. And after that, I went to New York. And when I went to New York, I, I was with my ex-girlfriend there. We moved to New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And I was working construction in New Jersey, like for three months. No way. Like, yeah, working like 
like crazy and uh, waking up like three in the morning every day. And after three months, uh, she just told me like, oh, I want to move to New York, find a job there and let's go. And I was looking in Craigslist and I found this uh, wintership uh, in a studio in Broadway. And I just applied for it and I went to the interview and I got the, the job. Yeah, and really. they used to pay me like for two months, they used to pay me like 25 bucks just to pay the ticket and my food during the day. Damn. And 25 that, bucks per day? Yeah. It was like nothing. It was an internship. Okay. And, and then I went to, I mean, I started working and seeing how exactly was work. I mean, people was working. I, I started learning about women, lighting, and then I was like meeting photographer. And after that, I was like getting to know more stuff. And after that, I was uh, working with kind of like a couple of photographers as a lighting photographer. Mm-hmm. And I think it started there. I mean, New York was was my my school, my university. I did mm-hmm. like course in FIT. Is a institute of uh, fashion technology. It's more about like uh, fashion industry that I was working more, and I went to like I did a like uh, a adventure photography lighting, and okay. after that I was in New York for two years. It happened the accident at the competition there. I I moved back to Brazil, and I was starting like working as a lighting assistant and I've been working as a, as a, a photographer and as a lighting assistant as well because it's, I mean it's two things that I look I, I really like to be assistant to work as a lighting director mm-hmm. to go and make lightings for different photographers and then the same time I do my own stuff that I like because to you're making your own career right as a photographer I mean, photography, I mean, the, the bad thing about photography is that you have to be something. I mean, you have to be a fashion photographer or you have to be a portrait photographer or you have to be a product photographer. I just want to be a photographer. <laughs> <laughs> That's I awesome. I just want to set the camera and just shoot. Great. No matter what I'm shooting, you know what I mean? True, and true, now, awesome. I'm coming to the studio, I mean, this pandemic, I have like a really small space here next to my place. And I'm coming every day, just uh, producing some like stuff. Just, you know. Just to keep the flow, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, we never know. I mean, photography is one thing that I love. And more, I, I love more the techno, the technique of photography, the lighting stuff. Is the you know, thing like, that I, I've done a job with uh, this photographer called Albert Watson. I don't know if you ever heard about this guy. Who's the guy who made like this uh, the, the famous portrait of um, Steve Jobs? Like I show you right now the the photo because this guy like is uh, like an eighty yeah kind of eighty something years old guy, and it was pretty cool because Albert Watson because he shoot like a lot of 
pretty crazy people has like uh, I'll show you a couple of images he make this photo as well yeah. as as well as like uh, this one of Alfred, uh, Alfred Hitchcock and yeah. there was one super famous of Tupac Shakur Kanye West nice and that one that one is the one for with Tupac and and the way that this guy was able to use I mean because like I work here in Italy as a videographer and like in Milan of course you make like a fashion project and I do have work with a lot of fashion photographer you know and like the, the crazy thing is like when I saw this guy like working with the light it was crazy because you can see him like literally like taking with his own hands the light and like shaping into the face of the model it was something that I never witnessed like in my <laughs> world like I, I mean like videos for like I don't know uh, eight ten years or something and like right. six of them i've been working in, in the fashion industry and i never saw a photographer doing what he did with the lights he had like a couple of lights like yeah a, a, a couple of sources of lights and he was able to make like in 20 i don't know like 15 minutes 10 minutes something like that like 20 different type of like images with one model like she was like standing still and he was like you know Spinning those lights and it was crazy. He's like literally modeling the light. He's like, what? I mean, I, I think for me, this is the, the fun part of photography. I mean, you are able to manipulate, I mean, the lighting and how the shape, how the shadow and the highlights gonna affect what you're shooting. I learned this. I, I used to work for an old guy, an old uh, ICU live photography in New York that I learned everything about lighting. This guy was like fascinated about lighting. And I mean, I, I think he, he showed me how you can work with this kind of uh, texture, you know, about the lighting. I mean, the source that you're using, the way that you're using is, is one example is like you're shooting food. Food, you're always gonna have like the backlight because it's going to bring you this kind of feeling of fresh, Damn. you know? <laughs> that's, that's really cool, man. And um, and so like, with that being said, like through all of this year of like um, working as a photographer and all that, before the, 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 the crash in New York, you were like skating, right? By the time, right? I was skating a little bit. I, uh, I mean, I was working to be honest, I stopped skating when I was, uh, when I went to London, when I was like about 19. Oh, really? I, I mean, I was like, I didn't stop skating, but I was like going like slowly on skates. And, but in New York, I was skating really, I mean, a little bit. I was skating with Craze. I was skating with some guys over there, but I was working a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, roller skating for me was uh, when I was like 17, I, I saw that I couldn't live from roller skate. And this was like something was kind of frustrating for me, you know what I mean? Because when you start skating and you see all the scene, it was like, oh, I want to live with that. I mean, I want to just, you know, be part. I mean, I was part of that, but I was like, how am I going to get money? Yeah, true, true. It's like 
pegadas ahí, la anti Star Wars, el, 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 just you know live from there and i'm gonna live like skates for a while but i'm gonna back when i have you know the feeling of okay this is just my lifestyle and true true makes sense yeah because i mean you have to separate like the professional stuff than your hobby or your life yeah and meanwhile we do have like a shout out from you to canon scott who says that so good to see this dude. He's one of the <laughs> best to ever do it, which is totally, I totally agree with him. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. <laughs> and then, and, man, like, and how was it for you to growing up in a, in a place full of history? I mean, like, you have like uh, Carlos Pianowski, uh, Mitchell Prado, Fabiola da Silva, um, Jefferson Santana, Yuri Botelo. How was it for you, like, growing up skating with, with those guys? I mean, it was, uh, I think it was uh, my, my school. I mean, uh, all the time I had the competition and all the, I mean, all the, there's a lot of people here in Brazil, even like, I don't know if you know, Felipe Zambargino. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Zambargino, basically he, he was my tutor. I mean, he was like the guy who, I mean, a lot of people who went to his city, Barueri, was kind of, he was like the professor of everybody. Yeah. He was like, it's like exciting. Oh, he, he used to see you skating and he's like, oh, you good on that. You should try that and that, you know what I mean? But like it was, manager. yeah, it was a good experience. I mean, in Brazil to skate with all these people because he's, he's our background. I and mean. Like, is it hard like to, I mean, because I've always, like, um, seen Brazil as, like, a, a tough country. Like, uh, it's, it's, it's hard to make a live in Brazil. So I bet, like, for, for some of you guys, it was kind of hard to leave the country, to go, I don't know, into the United States or in Europe to make the competition. Was it like that or it was, like, only my, my thought? No, it was hard. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of good skaters couldn't go. You know what I mean? I was, I was, I mean, I was really, how can I say, blessed because of my mom. She could help me, you know. Awesome. Like, oh, you can, I mean, you can go. I used to have a sponsor that used to help a lot back in the days. But mm -hmm. uh, I remember my first time I went to U.S. I was 11 years old. I went by myself. Damn. <laughs> And I went to the competition that Arlo Eisenberg was doing in uh, Woodward. Down, down. Yeah. Oh, was the, was the, no, I think it wasn't Arlo, it was Chris Edwards. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. He was doing the Monsters, Monster Trick or something in Woodward West. Yeah. And I got to the airport in uh, LA and he forgot me. And I couldn't speak any English. <laughs> <laughs> no way. And I was like in the airport, like, and I don't know, some guy, uh, Chris from, from Santa Monica just went to pick up me and I didn't know him at all. He just, uh, this like tall guy with drags. And there was, I was at the airport, like uh, about like four hours of like waiting. And the police guys was like, 
oh, there's one guy, he came to pick up you, and he looked at the crease, and it was like this big guy with dreads, and it's like, you know this guy? I was like, I know. <laughs> I, <didn't... laughs> I want to get out of here. Yeah, after that we we went to Santa Monica used to have a skate park there called Boys and Girls Club mm-hmm. I don't know if you went there no never yeah and then uh, after that we went to the Woodward West I won the contest no the really it was fun it was uh, I mean a good experience and as I said I was blessed that I had my mom to help me like growing uh, on skates mm-hmm. because I started skating really young because yeah. my brother used to skate uh, back in the days and I used to skate. I, I started skating. I was four and I was like, when I was six to seven, I started playing hockey. And after like two years, I met Felipe Zambargino mm-hmm. that introduced me to street. Damn, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, we, so at yeah. nine years old, right? How yeah, old nine were you? What? How old were you when you started street skating? Uh, my first contest, I was eight years old. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's crazy, man. Fun, I mean, and after that, I just started, I mean, I was like addictive. Skating every day, I mean, traveling a lot in Brazil. I went to US, I went to Madrid, was, was, I mean, I think I can look now my life and I'm really glad that skates was on my life because I met so many people and in the same time I grow a lot living my life on the streets because when you roller skates, you are from the street and yeah. you, you start dealing with life different you know what i mean you see life how it's how it's fun to be alive and doing something that you love to do oh yeah definitely i totally agree with you and like i think that that's the thing that really makes all of us so addicted to to the sport right of course (laughs) and like with that being said like i always wanted to ask you because i'm really super fan of ayrton senna is it like people still talk about him in Brazil? Who? Ayrton Senna. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, he, he was like an, an idol for me. You're talking about like... Big it's for It's memory. I mean, it's the same thing you talk about Bob Marley. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's great. <laughs> and like, yeah, going back to the blading thing, like who like was your like... Um, your favorite blader, like who was your favorite blader, like through your whole career? Then, have you ever yeah. skated with him? Yeah, once it was fun, no but, it, but it was like when I, I have the the time to skate with him, he just uh, he was stopped skating. No. But well, I mean, it was fun to meet him and see, you know. But I have like the opportunity to skate with a lot of people that was like, you know, like Brian Aragon and uh, like Chris Halfey and all these guys. And it was like, okay, it's like. (laughs) 
I remember when I was like in San Diego with the guy, I mean, living with uh, Brian Aragon, I was like, oh my God, it's like skating every day. I was like, crazy. Yeah, there was like a period where like you were like up there, like you were like skating a lot and like hanging a lot with those guys, Brent Teeks, Brian Aragon, half. Yeah. Right? Yeah, the, the, I mean, the second time when I went to U.S., I was staying at, uh, at Brent's Hits house. And it was fun because I started, like, uh, talking English and, you know, understanding a little bit when I went to London to study English. Okay. Before that, I used to go to San Diego and L.A., and I couldn't talk any word in English. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it was fun because I – we. I remember we used to go to Eric Perkett's house to have beers and chill. And the guy used to like try to talk to me. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> let's just have. All right, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> and now, I mean, the last time in, that I went to US and I could speak English was so fun because we, ca we could communicate. <laughs> this time, yeah. I mean, the language, it's nice because it's nice and at the same time, it's, it's uh, frustrating because you want to express yourself, but you don't know the words that you can use for it. <laughs> true, true, I bet. And then, and, uh, and what about the pro model? Like, you, during the time, you were about to receive and you have received it, the, the Razor's Cult, right? Yeah. Did you, did you, like, who uh, showed to you the model? Did you uh, decide the, the graphics and the color or was like Razor's? Yeah, I, I decided the graphic, but my, my thing with Andy was like, I want to make like uh, cheap skates because of Brazil's situation. And oh. I, uh, I was like, uh, I want to be for everyone. I, and I, uh, but one thing I was like, I want the cute. The good uh, skates, but I went with the SL plate. Okay. But he was like, no, it's going to be too expensive. And uh, I was like, okay, it can be good. But it was, I mean, I think I was I was talking to him about price, uh, the pro model when I was like about 17 to 8. No, 16 to 17. And it came out on, when I was like 20. And I think, in my opinion, it came in the in the wrong. I mean, not the wrong time, but I wasn't skate that much. Okay. I, I could, you know, get this promo when I was like really on the skates. Yeah, when you were doing like five forty true fish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but like I, I, I do agree with you. I mean. It could have been like, uh, of course, you were still like, when the promoter came out, you were still like killing shit, of course. But, uh, but yeah, maybe if it happened like two years, a year and a half in advance, it could have been like a big hit, right? Yeah, of course, because I, I could like do more stuff, uh, film more, because uh, when it came out, I wasn't like skating that much. I was working in New York. I was like every day, like, going to the studio, I could, I mean, I didn't have time to, you know, like do stuff for, for the yeah, skate. A hundred percent on the promo or on the skate. Yeah. They, this was a, like a sad part of, because I was like, 
I was like, oh, I want to do it, but in the same time, I have to pay the bills. I have to, you know, work and do my stuff. But it was, uh, I mean, I think every, everybody that skates dreams about having a promoter. I was like, yo, it's nice, you know. I still have, like, one box, like, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I want to keep for my son when he gets older. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. What about the son? I, I mean, like, you're right now also a father. How, how old is he right now? Now he's a year and a half. I mean, he's yeah. so cute. Very he doesn't stop. <laughs> it's like running, <laughs> and jumping all the time. It's a good experience to be a father. I mean, to be a dad. I mean, you start seeing life more simple than just, you know, thinking too much and just live, live that moment. And I think that, yeah, because the, the, the kids has this, uh, this kind of feeling of the moment, you know, they just like, they always so present and we always like running for nothing. And <laughs> It's like a kid at home and you're just stopping running and just look, look that, that kid and say, okay, I'm going to have that time. Damn, that's in your life more. And, and man, like when I saw you at the Winter Clash, because like uh, probably was Luciano. Yeah, Luciano told me, hey, Fabio's going <laughs> to come. I was like, no way, really? And then when I saw you skating, man. It looked like you never stopped skating. I mean, like, you were as good as, like, you were, like, five years ago or something, man. <laughs> the memory card. The memory card. <laughs> Dude, you're killing at the Winter Clash. Let, let me tell you this. It was nice to see everyone. I mean, I was really, I mean, that, I mean, the, the start of the year, this year, I just broke up with my ex, the mom of my my son and I was like you know life was changing and I was like okay I have to move my life and uh, one day I was talking uh, with the girl that I was dating and she's like oh I want to I was I was like talking to her I was like oh I want to go to the winter clash and she's like why why not why you're not going I was like why not And I was like, for the ticket. And I talked to William from Chile for Latin uh -huh. And he's like, I'm going with you. I was like, okay, let's go. Damn. It was really good to see everyone. I mean, it was good to see Chess, Queenie. Like, I, I, I wasn't like, the last time I saw them was, uh, I don't know, 2007, I guess. Damn. It was yeah, it was long time. Fuck yeah, crazy. And like, but what about now? Like, are you planning to um, make I don't know, like a street profile or something like that, or you just keep it chill? No, I'm planning. Yeah, yeah. Just Damn. I mean, waiting for this this thing just chill a little bit. But of course, I mean, I think skates is our pure energy. It moves everything around. I mean, I think it's one thing that we start and we we bring with us this kind of energy that when you stop, you feel something that it's missing. And it's one thing to look 
for that, you know. But I, I think now I want to go more chill. You know what I mean? More like techno stuff and see how because your body changes, everything changes. How you see, like, I mean, skating changes. True, true, true. Well, of course, I mean, why not? Man, like, I'm so I happy. Really to start traveling again. You know, go to the contact, see people, do tours. I mean, we never know. I was talking with Michel to do a tour in uh, South America. Wow. Where, yeah, we just like we we planning to do that when everything. I mean, goes back normally. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah, and um, and so besides um, this future project of skating, do you have like another other like a uh, uh, future project like work wise or something like that, or just like live with the flow? I mean, living with the flow. Day by day, I mean, I think it's the way that I've been living my whole life. But in the same time, I, I have my projects, I mean, here in the studios. Uh, I'm shooting a lot of uh, still life photographers that I really like. And in the same time, I still, uh, I'm planning to travel more, to shoot, you know. Great. Do more, do more art than just being in a market. See photography as the art, not just like to pay the bills, you know what I mean? Because yeah. sometimes you want to improve your like your stuff, you want to do your own project, but you are like stuck in the industry in the matrix, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. I mean like if you have to think about like the bills that you have to pay and all that true, I mean like you of course get like a little bit uh uh stuck at it. But uh, but yeah, what you're saying is true, and so I can I, I'm looking forward to see you here in Milan one day, maybe, huh? Well, definitely. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Would be great. If, if you need any help here in Milano, I can um, put you in contact in like different agencies that, that I know that are making like fashion photography, and I don't know. For I mean, sure. he, <laughs> even even Matthias. Do you you ever remember this blader Matthias Auger from Germany? Yeah. He does like, uh, he came here, like, he came here in Milan, like, I don't know, what was it, four or five years ago? He lives right now in Australia, making fashion photography in Australia. But he came here in Milano to, to make like, uh, like fashion shooting. So who knows? It would be great to see yeah, him here. I, I worked with some uh, guys from Milano, like some fashion photographer. It was nice. It was a good experience here in Brazil. Awesome. I mean, there's a. Uh, I mean, I, I've been working with a lot of people from like all around the world uh, here in Brazil as a, a photo assistant. It's nice. It's nice to, I mean, traveling is, is a good thing, you know what I mean? And yeah, I think us that's been traveling our whole life, it's nice to be in a new place, meet people and you know, see how it works. True. And it's, it's nice to be open with a uh, new experience. Yeah, I just think. like what, what you were saying about like street skating earlier. It's like a, it's a school and like it gives like different like a type of experience. And, and those experience, you can learn from it and you can, you know, improve your like way of living, knowledge and all that, right? Yeah, of course. I think this is the way that when you talk with uh, people that skates, we have uh, almost, I mean, the same kind of mindset, you know, about life. True. Yeah, definitely. 
we we want to enjoy life in but in the same times we we care about everything that we are living in the present and we take this really seriously because uh we are dealing with that all the time when we are skating and uh, why we are not trying to change our life if we don't have, get hurt you know what i mean it, this kind of mindset when you do like sport that is really aggressive as a uh, skates we always like in this kind of tense of like oh let's do this trick and why we are not doing with our stuff we are, why we are not doing this with photography why we are not doing this with our lives you know what i mean it's yeah, how definitely. we the things and uh, i'm i'm really glad i mean to be part of this big family that is uh, skates you know what i mean because anywhere that you go you have place to stay you have mm -hmm. like this kind of family kind of feeling you know what i mean this is really important for our lives as a yeah. person definitely because you can share knowledge experience cultural stuff um everything like everything life in general everything and you should come to brazil as well anytime yeah. that you Yeah. I mean, the doors are open. Man, don't don't say it twice. <laughs> don't say it twice. I'll be there as, as soon as the, the those flights are flying back. Man, I'm I'm coming there. Come, come, and uh, let let's plan with Michelle. We do like a tour. Let's do awesome, some stuff. We'll we be should great. do some stuff for sure. Definitely. So, Fabio, with that being said, man, thank you so much. It has been like a super pleasure to talk yeah. with you, to, to yeah. see you. I already yeah. told you at the Winter Clash, but I was, I was like super happy to see you skating. So, man, I can I cannot wait to see like other like new videos or something like that. We see, we see. Thing <laughs> <laughs> was nice no, talking. No. Be safe you, over there. Definitely, I mean, you too, and um. Huh? I'm sorry. Good energies for everyone. I mean, I think uh, we are living in a moment that just thinking good, good stuff is the way. True, definitely. Irmão. Peace. Thank you so much for your time, brother. Thank you. Looking forward to see you soon. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank Bye. you. Thanks for listening to Blading Chats.